Discover new technology and endless comfort with Victoria's Secret's number one collection, Body by Victoria. With over 3,500 five-star reviews, see what all the hype is about when it comes to their best-selling styles. Their latest innovation features lightweight construction that provides support where you need it without an ounce of padding. Experience unlined perfection with the nearly undetectable Invisible Lift Demi Bra, or comfortably reduce your bust line by up to one inch with the Invisible Lift Minimizer Bra. Available in cups A through G and bands 30 to 44, that's 43 sizes in 22 styles. Shop now at your nearest Victoria's Secret store and online at victoriasecret.com. Introducing the first ever Grand Highlander, a midsize SUV with the ideal combination of space, performance, style, and advanced tech. The roomy Grand Highlander boasts three spacious rows with available seating for up to eight. It's available 362 horsepower hybrid max powertrain on limited and platinum trims, delivers the power, acceleration, and efficiency so your family can take on any adventure. There's even a standard digital key, a panoramic view mirror, and a 12.3-inch multimedia touchscreen so you can always arrive on time. Live life grander in the first-ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Learn more at toyota.com slash grandhighlander. Smart journalism. Fascinating topics. Words that describe CNN's podcast, The Assignment with Audie Cornish. We are revisiting the public school culture wars. What have we learned from the kids who fought against book bans? We really started the club to get students reading these books. Students have an opinion in this fight, too. How has the war over books sparked a backlash to the so-called parents' rights movement? It's not okay what they're doing, and they're being watched. Listen to The Assignment with Audie Cornish. Streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Ready to celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's and iHeart present Women Take the Mic, sharing empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&M's and spread some positivity. From breaking glass ceilings to dominating in sports and entertainment, women truly are unstoppable. Welcome to Go Ask Alley, a production of Shondaland Audio in partnership with iHeartRadio. Hi, I'm Allie Wentworth, and you're listening to Go Ask Alley, where this season I'm asking the question, how do you grow a healthy relationship with ourselves, with our loved ones, hell, even the UPS guy? And in this episode, I'm chatting with Glennon Doyle, author, warrior, thought provoker, activist, brilliant lady about authentic love. So I become very cynical about authentic love. I didn't think it existed. I tried in very different circumstances to create authentic love. And I found myself at one point in my life, in my early 30s, I was single, I know, which is shocking. And somebody was setting me up with my now husband, George Stephanopoulos. And I sort of thought, you know what? I will go on a date with him. It'll be like a great New Yorker article, my date with George. But on paper, I didn't think it would work at all. He was involved in politics. I hate politics. He lived in New York. I lived in L.A. We were so, so different that I thought, I'm just going to do this on a whim. It'll be silly. Because in my mind, and I think a lot of people share this, you have this idea of what authentic love looks like. And for me, authentic love was a six-foot-two carpenter. So I met George and I, of course, wore a black suit. So I looked really smart and I read the New York Times, even the financial section, which I didn't understand. I don't think I shaved my legs because I didn't think it was going to end up being romantic in any way. And when I met him for lunch, I sat down at the table 
And we immediately started talking about what antidepressants we were on. And I just felt like I had come home. I have no other way to describe it. And when we got married, people were scratching their heads. They did not understand how the two of us had come together because we were so different. I mean, people were making bets on how long it was going to last. And to this day, I mean, the 20 years we've been married, two kids, it is authentic love because nothing about it makes sense. So when I read my guest's memoir about her journey to authentic love. I felt a real kinship with her, and I'm so thrilled she's here to talk about it with me. My guest is Glennon Doyle. She's the author of the number one New York Times bestseller, Untamed, which has sold over 1 million copies in fewer than 20 weeks. She's also the author of the number one New York Times bestseller, Love Warrior and Carry On Warrior. Glennon is a founder and president of Together Rising, an all-women-led nonprofit organization raising over $25 million for women, families, and children in crisis. I just reread Glennon's latest book, Untamed, and the greatest part of the story is that Glennon found her true love. Her authentic love came in a package that she wouldn't otherwise unwrap, so to speak. Her authentic love shocked her, came out of nowhere, and just like my authentic love, was not the idealistic image we had in our mind. Glennon found true love with soccer superstar, Abby Wambach. And it is this story and how Glennon got there that has people so mesmerized and hopeful about their own lives. Hi. 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 First of all, I'm so happy to talk to you. I really am. I was talking to George early this morning. He said, uh, are you excited to talk to Glenn? And I said, you know what? I, I want to take a bath with her. <laughs> I do. And in a very non-sexual way, I want to be in a warm bath and Aww. just tell you every, all my stories. But so the the reason I'm bringing you on, because I could talk to you about everything, but this particular episode is about authentic love, of which you've written a lot about. And yes. believe it or not, I've been asked a lot about it because I was set up with George Stephanopoulos. Oh, I didn't know that. And we were engaged two months later, and we've been married for 20 years, and we are so different, Glennon. We could not be more different as people. And, I mean, the only downside was my mother was thrilled just because— you know, he was George Stephanopoulos. Oh, that's but a bummer. I know. I, I tried really hard to rebel against all that. Man, so you couldn't like dig it to her at the end. No, Sucks. no, I know. Everybody was happy. Who wants that? I know. I wanted to bring Joan Armitrading home. You know, yeah, I didn't, this go. is not what I wanted. But <laughs> I felt like I had found my person. And when I read your book, I thought, yeah, she's, she's able to verbalize it better than I ever was. So let's talk about your authentic love. Your husband was unfaithful to you. You physically and emotionally couldn't do it anymore. You were at a convention to sell your books and in walks this woman Mm -hmm. and you knew at that second. Yeah. So it was awkward and terrible timing because the, the event that I was at was the first event to launch Love Warrior. Right. Okay. And Love Warrior was my last memoir and it was being touted all over the place as an epic marriage redemption story. I didn't ever say that. I don't think it's a marriage redemption story, but you know, that was the hook they were using to sell it. Epic marriage redemption story. 
And, you know, I guess in some ways on the surface, my marriage had been redeemed, whatever that means. I mean, we were functioning. We were in the wake of infidelity. We were doing all the things you're supposed to do to earn forgiveness, you know, like just waiting for peace and love to just fall from the sky. And you liked each other. That's important to say, right? You you and Craig like each other. We do now. We do now. Um, we We got married because it was the right thing to do not because we were the right people for each other. And when I say right thing to do, I mean that like with air quotes, right? It wasn't the right thing to do actually. (laughs) But I had a list of what families were supposed to look like. And I thought that we were supposed to get married, right? So whenever you start thinking about the supposed tos, that's when you're about to just walk right into some kind of cage you're going to have to break out of eventually, right? Yes. So... We got married and we just started building this little family. And I was like four minutes sober. I mean, I got sober when I found out I was pregnant with Chase. Yep. And so I had been a bulimic and an alcoholic for a decade and a half. And so, you know, when you're freshly sober, you're just, you're not even supposed to get a plant, right? And I just like... (laughs) Yeah, you dove in. Gangbusters. You bought a jungle. Yeah, I did. did. And like assigned myself as in charge of the jungle and had never grown a plant before, right? But even so, we built a great little life. You know, we had three ridiculous kids. I was teaching. We were really good co-parents. And you were attracted to the father he was. Yeah. You, You might not wanted to crawl into bed with him, but when you saw him interact with your kids, It was something that sort of kept you there. Yeah, the people who know my family, I mean, you don't watch Craig with the kids and not be like, oh my God, this is exactly what every dad is supposed to be like. He's just amazing. And he's completely devoted to them and always has been and always will be. And, you know, I think I did what a lot of women do is I knew that there was something major missing. When I saw movies about love or like even talked to friends who were really in love, I didn't know what the hell they were talking about. I really didn't. And so I just told myself that that was just bullshit. Mm-hmm. That's what I do about a lot of things. I just like, okay, well, that's just Disney stuff. And it's not real anyway. And my life is good enough. And I think that's what a lot of women do, right? I just, we can't have everything. Have to be grateful for what we have. Mm-hmm. It could be worse. Like just suck it up, buttercup. Yeah, I get a lot of that. I, my, my family voice was, well, you're lucky that you didn't dot, dot, dot. I mean, even now, well, yes, you're fine now, but wait till the stock market drops and you have no money. (laughs) Just waiting for you to crash and burn. Wait till you get this new strain of COVID and wait till, you know, yeah. As my mother says, the wolf is always waiting outside the door. Oh, Allie, that's a lot. That's my family vibe too. Yeah. My mom and I are best friends, but I was raised by a football coach. Everything was no pain, no gain. Suck it up. I mean, I was like an overly sensitive, depressed, anxious, like poet being raised by a football coach. <laughs> it just was It wasn't going to work. No, <laughs> no. I was never going to suck it up, Buttercup. No. I mean, I did. I just sucked it up with like pantries full of food every night. Yeah. And then threw up. Yeah. Like that was my way of coping with all of it, right? And then we were Catholic on top of it. So suffering was just worshiped, literally. Suffering was proof of strength, of worthiness. And that becomes your comfort place. Absolutely. I know this. I'll stay in this. Right. So I knew there was, you know, we sex was so, I could never figure sex out, Allie. 
So I'd be like, okay, sex is like an oil change for a car. You just have to like do it every once in a while, even though it's so annoying because it just keeps the car going smoothly. Like that's how I actually felt about sex inside my marriage. It was just something I had to do every once in a while. Just keep everybody happy, keep the marriage going. A lot of women feel that way. Doesn't break down, Mm -hmm. you know, so nobody's like complaining, like whatever. I had a friend once say to me, she was like, I don't get sex. And I said, well, what, what? sort of turns you on or what gets you going with it. Mm -hmm. And she goes, I think about the Oreo I'm going to get when I'm done. So she's just fixated on the Oreo that she would eat when they were finished. Uh, I get that. Yeah. I get that. Yeah. And I used to really actually dissociate. Like I would just be like, okay, I'm just not here. I'm planning the grocery list. I'm already on the couch with the Netflix. I'm like, I'm not here. Right. And, and I just thought there's something wrong with me. And then I found out about the infidelity, which had been going on since the beginning, like since just weeks after the wedding. Wow. Uh-huh. I was out of my mind panicked. Yeah. I was just like, oh, no, no, no. I did everything I was supposed to do. I was a good girl. I was a good mom. I was a good wife. I was a good, I was, I, you know, and now like it just wasn't enough. And, and I was so scared for my kids. You know, my parents never got divorced. I thought divorce was like the ultimate failure. If you stay married forever, you are successful. That's interesting. I'm from a million divorces. So okay. mine was like, if the first sign of trouble, get out. Well, I know plenty of people who are married and I would never call them a success. Like to me, it's no more like, oh, a marriage is success if you stay forever, even if you're slowly dying inside. Like, no. I have completely redefined what success looks like, for sure. But at the time, I was terrified. The kids were so young, and I just was like, I'm going to make this work. That was the attitude. There's a set of things that I can do that will turn this into a beautiful story. I mean, I'm a memoirist. Like, that's what I'm... I can work with this material. Yeah. Like, this is just... This is just the, the worst scene, right? Like, yeah. this isn't how it ends. Like, we can... We'll just, we'll just, you know, we'll add a bunch of, like therapy and yoga and we'll just like and I didn't know if I was like writing it or living it I know chapter 12 they go to Hawaii exactly so so now we'll go to Hawaii yeah so we did all the things and we really did get to a place where we we were outwardly able to like live together and you would have looked at us from the outside and been like they are just a cute family like you know we were functioning but I was just still pissed off all the time yeah. Like if you had looked at an x-ray of me, I was like a, a dormant volcano with lipstick on. Inside, I was just like this river of rage and it would come out when I was expected to make myself vulnerable in any way to him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because I would be so angry that I could be expected to even pretend that I trusted again. And, and it became like this refrain in my head that was like, how could he have done this? And one day I woke up and I was like, oh, oh, I see. The question is, how could I keep doing this to me? Yeah. <laughs> you're the one that keeps going and making yourself vulnerable when you know you don't feel safe, when your body's telling you you don't feel safe, your heart is telling you. Like, so I'm in this place of like, what the hell am I going to do? And then I'm on the road launching an epic marriage redemption story, which is a really good time. And I'm at that first event and I just look over at the door and there's this woman standing there and I mean talk about completely opposite from whatever list you've made for yourself like this is a completely different gendered person <laughs> than a list, right? yeah 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 
Mine was just Greek. <laughs> Greek and political. Yeah. Wow. Well, mine was a girl and an, and an athlete. So that was like the athlete part was as much of a leap <laughs> for me as the gender part. Like everything would have been the opposite of my list. But Allie, so I'm telling you that I was a person who had told myself that love was not a real thing. Right. Right. That this romantic ideas right. for Disney and whatever. Hollywood right? bullshit. Yeah. And my parent, my family would make fun of me for this, but I'd be like, wait, love, it's like a light, okay? And some people are meant to have laser love, like on one person. And some people are meant to have floodlight, just like a little bit of love for everyone. And that's how I am. I'm just more of a floodlight. So I told myself that, you know, my activism and the philanthropy and the art, that was just like I used it all up. So I couldn't be like lasered in on one person. You are your own little publicist. I get it. That's what we do. We we just, we freaking rationalize our lives by explaining this and that and how we can't have everything and how we have to be grateful for what we do have, like this, the floodlight possibility. But when I saw her, I, my whole self was just like, oh shit. And just from seeing her, just her standing in the door, mm-hmm. that was it. Wow. Yeah. There was a- An electric. An electric- spark. Yes. And I didn't know at that moment, like, I'm going to marry this person. It wasn't like that. It was just like, oh, this is what's happening right now is very, very important. Like this person is very, very important. Did it feel sexual or did it feel like an enlightenment? Yeah. Like, like, um, you know, my friend was like, well, is it was just like, you know, meeting a best friend. Like I have met friends where I just meet them and I know that this is a person. And I'm like, no, 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 no. No. Like I would have been like, if I can only be friends with that person, I will die. Like I would rather die than only be friends with that person. Would would have been like my, in my body, I was just, I was very, very, very attracted to her. And it was just so freaking baffling. I, I mean, that's, that's just something I'd never, I've never kissed a girl, been on a date with a girl considered like I had never had, I didn't have any context for the experience that I was having. Well, that's the big head scratcher, don't you think? (laughs) We're gonna take a short break and we'll be right back. Discover new technology and endless comfort with Victoria's Secret's number one collection, Body by Victoria. With over 3,500 five-star reviews, see what all the hype is about when it comes to their best-selling styles. Their latest innovation provides support where you need it without an ounce of padding. It's all you. With lightweight construction and technology that smooths, shapes, and supports, these silhouettes are designed to conform to your curves for a natural-looking fit. Experience unlined perfection with the Invisible Lift Demi Bra, a style that moves with you and is nearly undetectable under clothes. Or comfortably reduce your bust line by up to one inch with the Invisible Lift Minimizer Bra. Unbelievable and unforgettable, there's more to explore when it comes to Body by Victoria. Available in cups A through G and bands 30 to 44. That's 43 sizes in 22 styles. Shop now at your nearest Victoria's Secret store and online at victoriasecret.com. You need a vehicle that can meet your family's needs, and Toyota has you covered. Introducing the first ever Grand Highlander, a midsize SUV with the ideal combination of space, performance, style, and advanced tech. The roomy Grand Highlander never makes you choose between passengers and cargo. You can fit both with ease. With three spacious rows and available seating for up to eight, 
and legroom that makes even long trips comfortable. With Grand Highlander's available 362 horsepower hybrid max powertrain on limited and platinum trims, you can be confident that you have the power, acceleration, and efficiency needed for almost any adventure your family can cook up. And you'll get where you're going in style with a modern, spacious cabin that's perfect for both playdates and date nights. Impressive tech upgrades take the new Grand Highlander to the next level, including a standard digital key, an available panoramic view mirror, and a 12.3-inch multimedia touchscreen. Don't just live life. Live life grander in the first-ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Learn more at toyota.com slash grandhighlander. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscored team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscored.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. And we're back with more Go Ask Alley. You must get a million questions about, well, it's not that you had picked the wrong, you were gay. I have a good friend, smart writer, and I was talking to her this morning and she said, who are you talking to? I said, Glennon Doyle. And she said, God, I love her so much, but how did she go from sleeping with a man to a woman? I couldn't do it. And I said, well, I think it's Mm -mm. the person. That transcends the kind of, penis vagina mechanics of it all. I would assume. Totally. I mean, I get how she could not understand it. Like I I understand that because I cannot understand her thinking about it. Like I just feel, well, first of all, I feel like people are just a lot gayer than they usually admit. Like people tell me their stories, honestly, anyway, for the last decade. But now since Abby, like the stories people tell me about their insides, I just feel like I have way too much information about <laughs> like everyone is Fifty Shades of Gay. <laughs> like all, I all think the that's people. true too. Yeah, totally. So I think it's very unusual to be a person that's like, I can't imagine. Like, really? You've never imagined it? Really? Come yeah. On. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like, that friend is probably going to come out in a few years. <laughs> that I talked to this morning. I, I would be so happy if she yeah. I mean, she she doesn't get, me and George, she, you know, she, that, I don't think yeah. she's experienced that herself. So she wouldn't get it. Like the boundary crossing whole love thing. That's not a, that's not a check the box list. Exactly. Of a good match. Right. I mean, when in the beginning I used to be like, Abby, because all anyone asked me for a year was like, okay, so what are you? Like, it didn't matter what I was working on, what I was doing with the, with activism. It was like, okay, so before we get started, <laughs> Can you just like, what are you? Like, are you gay? Like you weren't, you didn't know you were gay before, but now you know, or you were in the closet, but you didn't. But, and, and, and I don't, I think that most thinkers who are paying attention to like the evolution of, 
of our understanding of sexuality, because I don't think sexuality really evolves. It's the same. It's just like our understanding mm-hmm. of what it is, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, is different than that. It's not like we have to be one thing. It's like much more fluid than that. Everything plays a part in it. Absolutely. Right? Like our age, our experiences, our friendships, our spirituality, our politics. It's like how you, people are one faith and they are swear they're this one thing. And then they go somewhere or they meet somebody or they're, they read a book or the, and then suddenly they're like, huh, yeah, maybe it's wider than that. But it's not like they were like a fake or lying that they were a Christian before. Like they really meant it. Right. <laughs> I have two teenage daughters and we have constant arguments because, you know, they're in that generation of having to label themselves. And I'm very against that. I think once we get rid of those labels or trying to fit ourselves in um, a kennel cage Mm -hmm. of what we're supposed to be, those are the people that then go, oh my God, well then what are you, Glennon? What are you? Are you Persian? What You have to explain yourself to me because I don't really know who I am. And that's why I ended Untamed with the I am chapter. I feel like whatever you put after I am just ends up being a cage eventually. Yeah. But I want to ask you about the journey to Abby, because I sometimes think that had you met Abby 20 20 years earlier, you wouldn't have been able to have that physical reaction, I don't think, because of the experiences and the things that you needed to go through that led you to her. I think that's right. You know, I don't think I would have been attracted to George Mm -hmm. because, you know, when I was 20 years old, I was like, oh, I'm going to marry Hugh Grant. He's going to be an advertiser and we're going to have two kids. And this is what the Christmas card looks like. You know, I had a very sad idea so that if my Abby walked in, I wouldn't have seen it. Yeah. So I want to know what you think about that, because I think when a lot of people talk about authentic love, I think it in some ways has to be earned by Mm -hmm. your own experience and your own willingness to understand yourself. And trust yourself. I mean, I think that's the difference for me. I could have had that experience and shut it down. You know, part of like gayness or whatever, queerness is like, okay, you have the feeling, but are you open to pursuing it? Right. Right. So there is a choice there. Like people hate when you use the word choice around sexuality, but there is a choice. (laughs) There's always a choice before you decide to like freaking go after someone, right? Like there's, there's a choice to be made. So... I think I needed to have had the experience of having a a knowing that my faith was bigger than my religion. That is a journey that I went on for a decade before meeting Abby and did a lot of it publicly and was, you know, ostracized for it, was kicked out of churches, went through the, the, the hard parts of that, and then went through the beautiful parts of that, which is like, oh, none of that kills you and who fucking cares? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Like, and now look at me, I get to live free and not pretend and not lie about what I believe and don't believe and who I hate and don't hate. They're not the boss of me anymore, religious fundamentalists. So I had to go through that whole experience to realize that sometimes to find your fit, you have to go outside of the expectations and boundaries of that particular area. I had done it in terms of religion and gone through the whole process of it and trusted myself more than all the people yelling what I should be and who I should follow. Mm -hmm. 
And while it was very difficult and scary, found a lot of freedom and peace and was comfortable in my own skin inside of faith for the first time. I mean, I think a lot of it too is we're all sort of shackled by fear. Mm -hmm. Everything is fear motivated. I mean, now, and I'm in my late 80s, I'm trying to let go of things that scare me mm-hmm. because I've learned so far in my life that those things didn't kill me. Once you get through it and you know you're going to survive and you're going to live, it's it's so much more freeing than having not gone through that. And it's hard either way. And it's hard either way. Yeah. That's the thing. Like staying in, in a relationship that you know is not where you're supposed to be is really fucking hard. Like that's slowly dying inside. Like that's, and I think people think, oh, I can stay and do the easy thing or I can go and do the hard thing. And I don't mean just in terms of marriage. I mean, in terms of all of the things. I mean, that whole idea of leaving your relationship because you're scared of your finances. Like how many, I've had those those thoughts so many times. Like how, but I can't do my own life. Yeah. I think what we have been, what women especially have been routinely sold as easy is not at all easy it's actually soul crushing, right? So it's kind of that like choose your hard idea. And another part in your book that really resonated with me was I have been the bridesmaid to brides who didn't want to get married. I mean, Mm -hmm. I've been in the limo with the bride crying, going, what am I doing? What am I doing? And I'm saying, you don't have to do this. But so 300 people have been invited, you know, and then she takes a Xanax and goes through with it. and. I wrote about it in my last book because it was nobody's trusting their gut. Nobody's listening to that inside. Those women that I was wearing these hideous colored bridesmaid dresses now are divorced. It's not a shock because Mm -hmm. even at that moment, they knew somewhere in their body that this was the wrong choice. Well, good for them that they finally honored it. I mean, many people are just still married to the person that they knew they shouldn't marry and that they they know every day they're not supposed to be married to. So I don't even know if it's not trusting your gut because it's like worse than that at that point. It's like you do know, mm-hmm. you feel your gut, you mm-hmm. do trust it, and you still would rather disappoint yourself than disappoint the people sitting in the pews. Yeah. You just choose to abandon yourself so that you don't rock the boat. Like that's just what we have been told to do. Over and over again. But it's amazing to me, I think in your book, you wrote about not wanting to disappoint people that were invited. But I mean, I had one friend of mine say to me, there's so much salmon moose. (laughs) Aren't there food pantries you can give it to? Can we please just use that as a metaphor forever though? Like every time one of our friends or we are about to make a stupid decision just because some plans have been made, we just have to say you know what? We can just throw away the salmon moose. We can feed it to other people. Like who who likes salmon moose anyway? Nobody. No one. No one does. No one does. does. It would have been a gift to all present to cancel the damn wedding, (laughs) right? But I needed to experience abandoning everyone's expectations for me and surviving it in order to even consider leaving my marriage and being with a woman, you know, six weeks before my epic marriage redemption story was coming out. And like, you know, my parents, my children, my, you know, my agents and editors and all the people who were so invested in my career who told me that it was career suicide. Like, you know, it just, 
having survived everyone losing their shit around you yeah, and still being like, no, I'm going to trust myself anyway, is something that you have to do a few times before you can do it big. And then it's so empowering, isn't it? It's the best. Yeah. It's the absolute best. And then you, you get to the point where you see it's a pattern. You're like, oh yeah, this is the point where you lose your mind, mom. This is the point where everyone that works around me tells me this isn't going to work. This is the point where everyone gets very upset. And then I start just doing the thing and showing everybody that it's okay, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that we're all going to survive. And then everyone starts calming down. Oh, this is the part where everyone starts telling me how brave I am when they were telling me I was batshit crazy four months ago. Right. Right. Now they're proud of me. (laughs) Now they're proud of me. Right. So it it really, in my life, is is a pattern. And, And it's helpful when you're like, oh, this is the part where everyone tells me I'm nuts. That's okay. We'll get to the next part soon. Right. There's a lot more to come after this short break. Discover new technology and endless comfort with Victoria's Secret's number one collection, Body by Victoria. With over 3,500 five-star reviews, see what all the hype is about when it comes to their best-selling styles. Their latest innovation provides support where you need it without an ounce of padding. It's all you. With lightweight construction and technology that smooths, shapes, and supports, these silhouettes are designed to conform to your curves for a natural-looking fit. Experience unlined perfection with the Invisible Lift Demi Bra, a style that moves with you and is nearly undetectable under clothes. Or comfortably reduce your bust line by up to one inch with the Invisible Lift Minimizer Bra. Unbelievable and unforgettable, there's more to explore when it comes to Body by Victoria. Available in cups A through G and bands 30 to 44. That's 43 sizes in 22 styles. Shop now at your nearest Victoria's Secret store and online at victoriasecret.com. You need a vehicle that can meet your family's needs, and Toyota has you covered. Introducing the first-ever Grand Highlander, a midsize SUV with the ideal combination of space, performance, style, and advanced tech. The roomy Grand Highlander never makes you choose between passengers and cargo. You can fit both with ease. With three spacious rows and available seating for up to eight, and leg room that makes even long trips comfortable. With Grand Highlander's available 362-horsepower hybrid max powertrain on limited and platinum trims, you can be confident that you have the power, acceleration, and efficiency needed for almost any adventure your family can cook up. And you'll get where you're going in style with a modern, spacious cabin that's perfect for both playdates and date nights. Impressive tech upgrades take the new Grand Highlander to the next level, including a standard digital key, an available panoramic view mirror, and a 12.3-inch multimedia touchscreen. Don't just live life. Live life grander in the first ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Learn more at toyota.com slash Grand Highlander. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscored team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscored.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. 
Welcome, Allison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Allison. Thank you. Welcome back with more Go Ask Alley. So Glennon, you talk about this snow globe you had when you were younger and a snow globe that when you shook it, it would get all flurry. And then when it would settle, there'd be a dragon in the middle. And you use this imagery as so many of us, so many women in particular, we keep the globe shaken because we're always running around and we don't want it to settle because then we're going to ultimately have to face our dragons or the thing that we're avoiding. So after we settle our snow globes and we are literally facing our demons, how do we get into that next phase of knowing? You know, I have a lot of women friends and all, as you do, all different situations in their life. And I see many of them, uh, and I refer to your snow globe Mm. metaphor because so many of them keep themselves really busy because they don't want to feel, right? And, you know, these are badass women. I mean, these are Mm -hmm. activists and writers and actors, and they've got kids and they're paying the mortgage and they're doing all this stuff, but they go a hundred miles an hour. And I think about what you write about the knowing and what it is to go into a closet and sit and really sort of feel yourself and your thoughts. And I think about women who want a different kind of relationship or a different kind of life. How do you explain that journey? If I mm-hmm. said to you, you know, Glennon, I, I read that part about knowing and I, I want to do that. First of all, I got to clean out my closet because <laughs> I bought too many shoes on the real real. <laughs> Trying to keep your snow globe. That's one of our main strategies is yeah. to buy more shit. Oh, that- yeah. <laughs> So I get in my closet and I curl up and now what do I do? Well, I don't know if it's the closet for everybody, right? I mean, the closet journey began when I actually found myself Googling what should I, what should I do in my marriage? Like I was Googling, what do you do if your husband is a cheater, but also a good dad? Like Allie. Yeah. I mean, I get it. And at this point, I'm like kind of a big deal writer. Yeah. People are following my advice and I'm Googling, right? So... And then it was like the, the realization of this kind of Venn diagram that I live in, which is like part faith-based, part feminist. Mm-hmm. The feminist one, women were telling me, this is what you should do. You should leave. A good mother would leave. A, a strong woman would never put up with this shit, whatever. And then the Christian side was like the exact opposite. Yeah. A good woman would stay. A strong mother would stay. A blah, blah. The right thing to do is whatever. And, it, and it's just a beautiful thing to happen to a woman because it's like you realize that I can't please everybody. That was the, so helpful to me to understand, oh, right and wrong, good and bad. That's all made, that shit's made up. Yeah. So that's when I really understood, okay, I am like consulting every voice outside of myself. I have asked friends, friends who, by the way, I know what, they don't know what the hell they're doing with their own life. Yeah. But I'm going to them to ask them what I should do with my life. Right. Okay. Oprah? Uh, well, Oprah does know what we should all do with our lives, so that's a little bit different. Believe <laughs> me, I know. She's the exception. But, like, I just realized I don't know anymore 
how to listen to myself. Like I, I have lost this connection. Like somebody cut a line between myself and my intuition mm-hmm. a long time ago. So it was really an effort to, at a desperate time in my life, like to somehow figure out what I wanted so I wouldn't continue to follow other people's directions my entire life and, and come to the end of my life and realize that I had not lived. So I started to just sit and, and being still has always been very hard for me. That's why I was an addict yeah. for my whole life. Like addiction is just a constant effort to avoid the knowing. <laughs> That's yeah. all it is. So, so I think I started with three minutes actually sitting in the closet and just like trying to be still and listen. This thing happens after a while. And I have friends who have all different kinds of little practices with that. Like I have a friend who just makes herself not turn on the radio in the car. I think that's a cool one. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Um, Walks are super important to me now. I don't sit in my closet anymore, but going for a walk each day Mm -hmm. with no, no Mm -hmm. podcast, Mm -hmm. no, no nothing. It's amazing how all of my ideas come to me on walks. It's like my kids would say, you know, the shower, mom, it's like magic. I'm in the shower and like I have all of these ideas. It's just. It's stillness. <laughs> yeah. It's it's the only time because water's pouring on your head that you're not logged into something. Yeah. Like that, those ideas are flowing all the time. We're just rejecting them by listening to other people's ideas constantly. So true. Right? I have a rescue hound who I started walking six miles a day. And and now that's where I do all my best thinking. You know Isn't what I mean? That interesting. Like I, I reread Untamed this week, but I processed it on the walk. Oh, you see, know? processing. We need processing time. Yeah. Right? We just don't take that. Yeah. And I think there's something that the walking is a little bit less scary or something. Mm-hmm. For me, there's something about moving during it that makes it feel less intimidating. Yeah. It's a little, it's a little punished child Sybil to be in the closet. Yeah. 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 Maybe that's what it is. I'm sick of that whole vibe out of the closet alley, as it were. Yeah. Yes. yes, You are very proudly. We had to circle into the light, my friend, into the light. Yes. Full circle. And I'm going to end this podcast by saying my favorite part was reading Untamed and thinking, oh God, this, this woman figured it out. She's really in love. You know, I like to think that I've got a good relationship going, but I feel like she, her orgasms might be stronger than mine. I mean, Allie. And then you get mad at Abby because in the middle of the day, she's sitting on the couch watching TV. But I was like, yes, that's exactly right. She's probably doing it right now, Allie. She's probably out there on the couch. And she knows when I start a podcast or something that she's got a good hour that she can watch a freaking vampire show or... But that was so great. That was such a, you know, I hate the word, but relatable little piece, you know? It was comforting to me. It was like, yes, authentic love has that too. You know what I mean? It has all of it. Only 100% of the time, right? Yeah. Like, and, and I feel like I've talked about that a lot because... Because our the beginning of our love story was so intense and, and awesome mm-hmm. and beautiful. Mm-hmm. And, and now we're like exactly the same yeah. as everyone has ever been. Like, yeah, <laughs> just with our daily arguments and our major argument is like, am I too irritable or are you too annoying? Yeah. Like, that's what we can't figure out. Like, yeah, for me, for me and George, it's wait a minute. Am I the smart one and you're the idiot? 
Ollie, I think that the world might know that you're a smart one. Okay. Yeah, 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 All right. Yeah, yeah. I'll take it from yeah. you, Doyle. Nobody who's as funny as you is not also brilliant. All right. Funny requires brilliance. But I will say one thing. When I closed Untamed, closed it, put it down, I thought, I think I'm in love with Abby. <laughs> you, you do. You you paint such a great picture of her playing soccer, you know, with your daughter. I mean, she just, mm. she seems amazing. She is. She's the kindest person that I've ever met in my entire life. And the most excited person. Like, she's like a hot buddy the elf. But that's so great. Like, everything is like magic. I didn't know what fun was. She's brought fun into my life as much as as much as one can. And joy. <laughs> yes. yes. All right. Hashtag Sam and Moose. Glenn and Doyle, thank you for talking That's to me. Right. And Oreos and English muffins. Always Oreos. English muffins get you out of a depression, but Oreos will get you through sex. That's amen. Everything you need to know. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Allie. You know, I'm thinking about everybody who listened to this podcast, and I'm thinking how much we all strive for authentic love. And I think with Untamed, Glennon takes us through her own journey of finding authentic love and helping us find our knowing and not shaking our snow globe and using some of her tools to obtain something that seemed unattainable. One of the things I love and I'm in awe about when it comes to Glennon Doyle is she's the kind of person that every book she writes, you underline at least 10 things a page. She could have an inspirational calendar for the next 40 years. So after reading Untamed and Love Warrior, I pulled out a few of my favorites. Being human is not hard because you're doing it wrong. It's hard because you're doing it right. This life is mine alone. So I've stopped asking people for directions to places they've never been. The braver I am, the luckier I get. And my all-time favorite, you are not crazy, you're a goddamn cheetah. She should start a t-shirt company. She could sell millions of t-shirts with these quotes. Thank you for listening to Go Ask Allie. Join me next week with guest psychotherapist Lori Gottlieb. We're laying down on the couch. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast and follow me on social media. On Twitter, Allie E. Wentworth, and on Instagram, The Real Allie Wentworth. And if you have questions or guests you'd like to hear from, I'd love to hear from you. Call or text me at 323-364-6356 or email me, goaskalliepodcast at gmail.com. Go Ask Alley is a production of Shondaland Audio in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from Shondaland Audio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.